When you think about what is going on in South Africa, it is easy to get lost in negativity. The news reminds us daily that our crime is exceptionally high, that the economy is on the brink of breaking, unemployment stats are at an all-time high, corruption is rife, and the average South African is definitely feeling the pressure. It's becoming increasingly challenging to be optimistic about the future of our country, and this week was no different but somehow far worse. Parts of Johannesburg were on fire. Women, so many women, were raped, violently beaten and murdered. And numerous children were kidnapped. But that was just on Monday. I sat at my desk feeling absolutely helpless. I looked at the good news in front of me and I realized I wouldn't be doing the country justice if I didn't at least try to do something to use my platform as a vehicle for change. So I shut it down. For the first time in four years, I completely shut down Good Things Guy, the thing that makes me money, the thing I need to report on at the end of the month, how many clicks I've got. I shut it down and I left a message on the front page saying, at Good Things Guy, we believe in good news, but we also believe that we cannot ignore what is going on in South Africa. The country is burning, women are being murdered and children are being kidnapped. And yet the president remained silent. In light of this, we are also going silent for the next 48 hours, but silent with a call to action. Click here to sign the petition and tell the president that he needs to do something about the crime in South Africa today. The petition has already had over 100,000 signatures, and that's less than 24 hours. I'm sure when this show goes live, there will be so many more. But it's not enough. It's not enough to just get people to sign signatures or to wear black or to put a tweet up or change their profile pictures. We all need to be doing more to make a difference in this country as men, as women, as people that care for South Africa and care for the people of South Africa. We need to get involved. And that's why this week I've decided to dedicate my jackpot to a conversation about the state of the nation and maybe try to figure out how we can become active citizens. Two powerhouse women from Jacaranda have joined me in studio to start this conversation. Danny Painter, who I spend Monday nights with bringing the good news to you and Felicity Reekin. Welcome to the Good Things Guy Jackpot. I know that it's called the Good Things Guy Jackpot and, and we're all about positivity, but I'm also about reality and being real. And I would never want to look like someone who um, wears rose tinted glasses or keeps yeah. my head like an ostrich in the sand. So I feel like it's important to, to raise these conversations. The difficulty that I have as a man is that I cannot speak for women. And I'm watching what is going online, what is happening online with these conversations. And I don't know how to help. And that's why I've brought you two in today to see what, as men, we can try to be better and to be better for this country. So I guess, first of all, what is going on in South Africa? It's really quite simple. What's going on is a war that's being waged on women. Has been going on. Yeah, for by men. the longest time. For the longest time. The first thing you said about, you know, you can't speak for women. It's the fact that men have spoken for women for so long. Yeah. Because we are considered second class citizens. We're lesser than. Property. Yeah. Anything other than you have the right in your head to treat any way you would like. And we've been other than mm -hmm. from the day we were born. Yeah. You know, this morning we find out that little Amy Lee has been reunited with her mom. Yeah. And I burst into tears because, because she's home safe and because I think every single woman out there immediately thought, 
They're never going to find her. They'll find her body. Yeah. She'll be dead. And that is, that is how easily we slip into that. Mm-hmm. We don't even question the fact that, of course, they're going to kill her. Rape her, kill her. Yeah, it's done. We're it's done. done. That's we're, just... we're going to march again yeah. for another child and wear pink or purple and have another tweet up and then it's done. And then we wait for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 34 years old. I don't feel like I'm 34. I'm 34. But I feel like at this phase and this stage and today and this week, this is bigger, this feeling, yeah. this um, movement in South Africa with so many people speaking about the same thing, so many people angry, so many people saying change needs to come. I feel like this is like a tipping point. It's more than I've ever felt it, ever. Agreed. Why? Why, why did we wake up on Monday? What, what was that, that thing that tipped every, everybody over? We've just come out of Women's Month, mm-hmm. firstly, and I think a lot happened during Women's Month, especially working in this in, in the yeah. media industry. We get to see the backstories. We get to see the stuff that doesn't get published, yeah. the stories that don't get reported on, and it's just constant. And then in your own life and your own friends groups, you're constantly worried and constantly on edge. And then Monday happens, and we're literally asleep away from Women's Month, where we should be celebrating, yeah. and we've forgotten about it, and already we're being killed and mm. being kidnapped. I think you raised a very important point there, is that Women's Month wasn't easy. No. The start of Women's Month was Megan down in Cape Town. Yeah. yeah. In the first couple of days, yeah. Megan was kidnapped, she was missing, there was this hopeful hunt where people were following her car around Cape Town trying to find her and then she was found dead Mm -hmm. and we as a country we were all upset and we mourned and then it just didn't stop and it doesn't stop and it's it's like you're in the ocean swimming and the waves just keep hitting us Mm. and I'm a man and I'm saying that I cannot imagine what it feels like for you you see funny that you say that because it's the one conversation I've been having today with all my girlfriends I empathize with men saying they don't understand because you really don't. Hmm. And the fact of the matter is we are conditioned from the first time we open our eyes as girls to be fearful, be scared, be on your guard. But also always nice. Always nice. So you can never say you make me uncomfortable. You remove yourself from the conversation or the situation as best you can without offending anyone. It's much more important. And you're so right, Danny. It's so much more important for girls to be taught how to preserve the image of a perpetrator and how to make sure his ego is never tarnished or never hurt rather than actually keep yourself safe or actually stand up for yourself. That's not a done thing. Stop making a scene. It's don't, don't be emotional. Don't make a scene. Thank you. But yet we carry the emotions of the whole country. And so when we are upset and we are crying, then we're hysterical. You should be crying. You should be crying because At the end of the day, when there are so many men who go, you know, if that was my sister, if that was my mother, but if it's not your sister or it's not your mother, then they're fair game. I've seen two men tweet today that were in my DMs asking for pictures and they're tweeting about this movement. I have to bring up, because you're talking about tweets now in your DMs, do you get people sending you dick pics before? Constantly, all the time. Like that's not on either. Obscene things. There, there was a great, um, 
hierarchy pyramid that I saw being published yesterday. Uh, because men are all sitting back going, uh, not all men are trash and um, I'm a good guy and all of these things. And the first part there, you speak about um, the perpetrators. The perpetrators are not some monsters that climb out no. of a slimy dam and then do the nasty deed and, and drug some girl and rape her and murder her and then go back into this hole. Yes. They walk among us. Yeah. They are part of society. They are just like you and me. They can be our friends. They can be our friends. Yeah, yeah. And then that little triangle pyramid hierarchy thing at the base of it, it says stop sending rude pictures or jokes about women yeah. on your WhatsApp groups. Stop with the locker, locker room talk. Yeah. When you're sitting at a pub or at a poker game and someone makes a joke or derogatory thing about a woman's boobs or anything about a woman, you need to tell them stop. Because I don't agree with that. And yes, that could be my sister or my mother, but it's actually any woman. Yeah. And you're wrong. And I don't want to be part of that. Yeah. And that's where we can start as men to challenge the narrative. That men, we're not challenging the narrative that men are trash. Men can be trash. And we are trash. And we need to pull each other right and be better for each other. I love that you've said this because throughout the last two days, We've been approached, Felicity and I, by a lot of people to say, what are we as women going to do about this? And Felicity made a very valid point. I kind of feel like as women, we've done everything we can do. We have modified the clothes that we wear. We have made sure we let people know where we're going. We have lied to you for family and friends to keep your reputation intact. Mm -hmm. We have not gone to the police. We have withdrawn charges. We have taught our girl children to always be on the lookout. We have taught our boy children to always be on the lookout. We have literally done everything. We have miniaturized ourselves and made ourselves so small so that we can help you as men somehow control your urges to destroy us. We have done everything we possibly can. The problem lies with you. And so we give you this problem to fix. Stop asking us, what can we do? We've done everything. We don't know how else to help you stop killing us. It's your problem. You fix it. There's an incredible TED talk from his name's Jackson Katz, a doctor in, in America. And why it's so interesting is because the narrative, and, and I'm alluding to what you're talking to now, the narrative that has been created around women and abuse, they've removed men. Yeah. From yeah. it completely. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to read one of the quotes from there, which um, I watched the TEDx talk this morning and it hasn't had enough views. So if you look at some TEDx talks, they've got like 40 million views because they got caught on and it's so interesting and it makes us feel inspirational. This incredible talk about a problem in society had had less than like 250,000 views. But don't you ask why that is? But you have to. Men don't want to face that it's no. them. Not at all. Not at all, but I need, you, I need you to hear this quote. Okay. We talk about how many women were raped last year, not about how many men raped women. Mm. We talk about how many girls in a school district were harassed last year, not about how many boys were harassing girls. Mm -hmm. We talk about how many teenage girls got pregnant last year rather than how many men and teenage boys got those girls pregnant. Yeah. So can you see how the use of this passive voice has a political effect? It shifts the focus off men and boys 
onto girls and women. Even the term violence against women yeah. is problematic. It's a passive construction. There's no active agent in the sentence. It's a bad thing that happens to women. It's a bad thing that happens to women. But when you look at the term violence against women, nobody is doing it to them. It just happens. Men aren't even part of it. Yeah. But that's, 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 you know, we have these moments that, that come and go where we are angry and we're upset yeah. and we're scared and we cry out and we say, please, please help us. Help us. Because all we want is just to live. We just want to live in the same way that you get to live. Mm -hmm. I'm not asking that you give up everything or that you just... It's a really little thing that we're asking for. And every time we cry out and say, help us, it's like it falls completely on deafened ears and no one hears us and we're tired. Well, there are two sides to that. No one hears us, but the ones that do come back and attack Yeah, because it's not all men. Yeah. The reason I wanted to do the show is because I've seen that. So as a man, I've seen the online uh, aggressiveness towards this conversation. And I'm standing here going, I will not stand for it, with it. They cannot sit with me. I won't allow it. Yeah. Not, not in my space. And, and I'm just one guy. But that's why I might not be talking for everybody, but I'm standing up to it now. Yeah. And I feel like that's a small thing that I can do right now. Of course. To start the conversation. It's, it's, been, it's been disgusting. I promise you, last night when I was sitting at my desk, and I just, I, this, this thing where people are not taking responsibility, where people feel like it's not their problem, or, you know, it doesn't affect them. Mm. It affects all of us. Yeah. We it all, does. We all have a mom or a sister or a girlfriend, or there's people that are part of our lives, and if it affects them, it affects us. And if there's people in the room sitting next to us that are being rude or could be that guy, it affects us as well. My brother and I once, a couple of years ago, we were talking about this exact thing. Someone had been raped or murdered. And we were sitting in a friends group of about 20 people, men, women. And my brother actually started a conversation and said, how many people, I don't want to know the story, but how many people have a story? And every single woman in that friends group had a story every single woman because we all do because we all have a we story. all do and i i there are moments when i think to myself i wish for a split second every single man could feel how we live and think yeah just for an hour just get in your car and have to drive somewhere and be constantly on the alert constantly it is like we're it's not like we are literally in war, yeah. but we're the only people who are being shot at. We don't have anything to, sh to shoot back with or to defend with. And well, it's you, you're constantly being defensive. Constantly. There's yeah. always. And then you get that whole thing about, you know, yeah, but like, why are you scared of me? Because I don't know you. There's not a big sign on your head that says, oh, I'm a rapist killer. Oh, I'm an abuser. And that whole situation of, well, why didn't you leave? Really? <laughs> really? I've been asked that recently. I had a situation and I've been asked that recently, why didn't you leave? And I was watching something online about a woman who was talking about her experience. And I'd never, even though I'd been in situations before, I'm older, I've processed it differently. And she said, I didn't leave because I was paralyzed by fear. Yeah. 
yes, I was still conversing with you. And yes, I was still smiling at you. And I was still nice. But I was scared. Yeah. How do I leave? Yeah. How am I not going to offend you if mm. I go, I'm going to go? So I just stood. Mm. Fat Leonce tweeted out today that she broke up with her most recent ex because he had said to her, if you ever leave me, I will rape you and kill you. And he'd said it to her before, but something about him saying it to her and the way he grabbed her hand that night, she immediately did exactly what you're talking about. She Froze. kept quiet. Yeah. She nodded. She completely diffused the situation, waited for him to leave, and then stopped returning his texts. Because she knew that should she say something like, um, excuse me, what? He would do what he said. That would have been the knot. Exactly. That, that wasn't, that wasn't a, a warning. It was the it, reality. Yeah. Yes. And... This is some, and she said, you know, and I'm somebody who's always talking about kind of woman empowerment. Yeah, we're strong. It's we're terribly yeah. strong. Tandy Lobo was very strong. She oh, was. I saw the a phenomenal woman. Yet her husband was abusing her, and then people going, oh, you know, I always thought an education would be like protect women. We don't get protected by things like that. No, there was a tweet um, that went out on Monday that uh, said, "Don't try sell me a defense course. A boxing superstar got murdered." Yeah. 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 How does yeah. it even add up? Yeah. My inbox is full. Come to Krav Maga. Come and do this with us. Let's do this. And I'm like, to what end? Why do I need to learn how to protect myself? Why Thank can you, you le- not learn how to control to not yourself? Touch me. Thank you. And not put me in that position. That what you just said about what her boyfriend said, that triggered me a little. I have had DMs that say that. What? Yeah. Yeah. I will kill and rape you. Yeah. I'm so sorry. You know that to to talk like that, um, whether it is in public or in DM, that's not normal. No. That is not a normal thing. When did we let it become normal? Why is it okay? And why, why do I only feel safe talking about it now? What has the narrative been in my head? What have I been brought up with? With no disrespect to my parents Mm. or, or anyone, but... Why is it only okay now? Danny, I, th- I feel like society has a huge part to play in all of this. And, and I, the petition that I created, I don't know if it's going to make any difference. But it's, it's a place where people can sign and it's a, it's a collective conversation in one space, right? Mm-hmm. Um, our ex-president stood in trial and said that he did things that he did because someone was wearing a dress that was too short. Yeah, yeah. And then he got away with it. Yeah. And the country let him carry on being our president. We are broken, properly broken. And if our current president doesn't stand up and do a state of the nation where he switches on the TV and he he tells us what he's going to be doing today or tomorrow, then we're still going to remain broken. Mm -hmm. We're going to remain broken for as long as that filters down because Mm -hmm. that's not just a president. That's a boss. It's a principal. It's a school teacher. It's a babysitter. Mm-hmm. It's an uncle. It's a dad. Mm. And I, it's just, it's exhausting. Yeah. You know, I've, I've got these two spectacularly beautiful oh, girls. Amazing girls. And this morning when I was driving them to school and I had to remind them once again that you fight with everything you have. And I thought to myself, I would rather know my girls died fighting than 
any of the lifelong scars that they'll be left with. Did did that come from, I mean, the news yesterday about that poor little five-year-old girl that got kidnapped? Yes, she's home safely. She'll never be the same again. No, the trauma lives within her family. They'll never let her leave the house. Her mother will have a heart attack every time she's gone for five seconds out of her sight. That trauma will live forever. The ripple effects are massive. And that's the thing that people don't see. They think, oh, but she's home now, so it's cool. Let's move on. That's not the case. The ripple effects within that family, within that friendship group, within her friendship group, will live on forever. The same with the ripple effect in Uyunene's family and Lynette's family and Megan's family. And your family. And my family. And And it lives on forever. And the trauma sits on us. How much are we supposed to take? And the other thing is, why do you hate us so? What is it? What is it that... Is it ownership? Is it dominance? What is it? Because if I could understand that... Thank you. The, the, once yeah, again, now I want to go. I could change, but exactly. Me once again, we would be willing yes. to change whatever it is yeah. to make it easier for you. How much more? Yeah. How much more? What needs to change? What do we need to start doing? The men in this country need to start standing up and saying no. Enough. Enough. It's it's it can't always be on us. Yeah. It it can't. It's not us. There's that saying. I keep hitting my head against a brick wall. What more do you want from me? What more can I do? That's exactly where the women of this country are. What do you want us to do? Is it a provocative photo? Is it? Is it? No, 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 no. We can't, we can't. I'm going to stop you there because I get where you're coming from and I get what you're saying, but we can't uh, put that. It's enough. You wear whatever you want to wear. Absolutely. And you need to be you. It's the, the men that need to, Get back. Um, I, I need to ask about the SA shutdown. So, uh, you know the actor? Seven Casey. Yes. Yeah. He w- had a huge rant on social media and mm. it comes from the heart. He's a real good guy. Mm. And he's really upset. He's really distraught. He actually sent me a voice note. He didn't sleep last night. He doesn't know how to fix this. He doesn't know how to fix broken men. And I don't know if we, you want to hear it. It's, yes. it's I'd like to. Yeah. a little bit traumatic. Hey, my name is Sivir Lingesi, uh, everyone calls me Siv, and I'm man, I'm a South African man. And I feel numb, I feel sad, I feel angry, and I feel absolutely guilty. Like, I honestly feel guilty. I think the important part for us South African men is to, to be accountable, because we are part of the problem. But I think it's time we become part of the solution. Our president is saying nothing, the silence is deafening. Men on social media saying nothing. But I'm hurt, man. I struggle to sleep. Yet last night, I cried for perfect strangers. And I'm, I feel guilty. I feel ashamed. I feel disgusted. I feel guilty. I feel ashamed. And I feel disgusted. Do you know, I was actually thinking about a lot of these things today. And guilt and a shame thing is a, it's, I, I hear what Siv is saying, but very often when men say things like that, it is expected of women to go, it's, it's okay. okay. You're it's okay. okay. I forgive you. Don't worry. I'm okay. Yeah. We're okay. Yeah. You're fine. Guess what? You must feel your guilt. You're not giving my forgiveness. And you're not part of the problem. No. You are the problem. Yeah.
And I know that this sounds very dramatic, but it has to be because the only way that we are going to change this is by feeling the feelings. And I sat outside with Felicity not five, ten minutes ago asking her if it was normal that I was feeling this way. And like I said to you, for me, Felicity's feelings are valid. And I tell her this all the time. Mm. But when I'm internalizing that dialogue with myself, my feelings are not valid. And so I'm not allowed to be emotional. But I, we have to be emotional And today. we have to be emotional. And your feelings are exceptionally valid. Like I said in the beginning, we carry everybody's emotions. We cry for children that aren't ours. We cry for daughters that aren't ours. We cry for mothers that aren't ours. Why are the women doing all of the crying? When do the men start crying? When do they start feeling emotional? Why are they so shocked and surprised that they're having these feelings? Because we've been having these feelings. Mm. Well, I mean, that is also the point that I, I wrote down here, is that this has been your whole life. Yeah. This is your whole life. The fact that on Monday, the 2nd of September 2019, collectively, hundreds and thousands of women went, no. Yeah. Yeah. And they went no on social media and when they were at their water coolers at work and when they phoned their husbands and everybody all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, that's the worst thing I've said. Everybody, after all these years, went enough. We're, yeah. done. we're, we're done. done. We're done. We're done. We're done. What do you hope the president is going to do? What do you hope the government is going to do? Because at some stage, the minister of police stood up a couple of months ago saying something to the, I'm going to get this completely wrong, but that they didn't have enough support to get the job done correctly. And the government didn't listen. And the the riots are still happening and the rapes are still happening and the murders are still, what do the government need to do to fix this? They need to cordon off a section of the country and give it to women only. I'd be up for that. Every woman I know. If somebody said this is a place where only women can live, women with their children. I'd move there in a heart. Imagine putting petrol in and not being nervous. Yeah. That'd be good. Sending my kids to go home and go and fetch yeah. something without thinking, God, why aren't they back here? Does something happen to them? Swimming in your own garden, in wow. your costume. <laughs> <laughs> Walking to the corner shop because I feel like something. Yeah. Having my doors open and my windows open because it's hot in my house and I'd like to have my doors and windows open. But going back to it, has he even said anything yet? So a statement was released on Tuesday at midday, and the statement from the pre- it was from the president's office. So I guess that's how how he talks. But it was very top level and generic, and it said that he will be meeting with the ministers and leaders and people in the government to discuss what uh, the crisis that is happening and how to move forward. I think he's twenty two years too late. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this all happened on a Monday morning when the whole country erupted. Mm. And it took him a day and a half to collect his thoughts, to tell us that he will be collecting his thoughts. That's like having a meeting to have a A meeting. meeting. It doesn't make any sense. As a leader, you promised on the 23rd, 24th, 25th of May, you stood up and you promised that you would look after every citizen in this country. That is what you said. It was in your oath. You have broken your oath. You are not protecting South Africans. The state of crime in this country has erupted to a point that I don't know if we can come back from it. It's lawlessness that is going on, and we have allowed it. It's gotten to the point where we've normalized this. When we sit at a dinner table and we talk about a friend or a friend Mm -hmm. of a friend or an acquaintance that has been raped or murdered or their house has been broken into or they've been tied up, it's real, and then we go, I'm glad that you're okay. Yeah. 
That's not an you're answer. You're still alive. Yeah. At least you're still alive. At least, at least you're still yeah. alive. Not an answer. I also think that it's very easy to have your to take a day and a half when you have bodyguards for your children and for your wife. So it doesn't really touch you. But the fact that you couldn't look at any of those parents. I mean, just last week in Cape Town, a man decided that his neighbor on top in the block of flats needed to be chopped up into bits. And we need to throw her head into a bush. And yet you say, I'm going to have a meeting about that to discuss what we should do about that. Yeah, let's figure it out. How about we go with no bail? How about we go with a sex registry that women yes. can access so we know who's moved in? Or so that if someone was going on a date... Thank you. And they could check up. They could go and check up. Thank and we don't spend much. six hours or yes. four hours or however long that is checking every social media, yes. refreshing WhatsApp, looking for any kind of, hello, I'm fine. Yeah. How about we talk to our police service? Because the fact that a woman spoke to me yesterday who said to me she was in court to get a protection order and she was one of 25 women, mm -hmm. 25 women on one day mm -hmm. getting a protection order. Maybe our police service must do th something yeah. because guess what? The box had a protection order against her cop boyfriend who used his cop gun to kill her. Surely, if you have a protection order as a police officer, your gun gets taken away. Surely. We're not asking rocket science things here. We're not saying build us a glass tower with swings and peacocks. We're saying just keep us safe. Just, just do your job. Do your job. And for a second, stop thinking like a president and think like a father and a husband and a human being. The shootings in New Zealand happened a couple of months ago. Yeah. Mm. The Prime Minister of New Zealand She's incredible. was yeah. in that church that afternoon. Yeah, she's incredible. Yes, she is incredible. Yeah. She was there yeah. and she was visiting the victims yeah. and she was... Uh, holding people's hands, and she was she wore the Muslim yeah. attire. Yeah. She was embracing the people and making them feel safe. I feel like right now the country doesn't feel safe. No, no, no. And we need the governments and the president to step up and do something. I think that the fact that there's laws in New Zealand as well around automatic weapons was changed and I think something stupid like two weeks. It was like a record time. Yeah. Um, There's a problem. This is how we fix it. Yeah. Now it. it's fixed. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to sit down and look at more law books and write more things and look at more messages and discuss the... And have a meeting to have no. a meeting. Thank you. We don't need that. Because I'm telling you now, today, just sitting on my Twitter, we're all thinking of Unene, we're thinking of Amy Lee. And then there's... oh. Please, if someone has seen Amekle, please. If someone has seen Karabo, she's been missing for five months. She doesn't have a famous she friend. She's not beautiful. Thank you. Please, can we retweet this? It's just a constant flow. It's yeah. just constant. And if something doesn't get done now, next week we're all walking around going, oh, summer's here. Mm, we should have a braai. And some woman, like that I am next. Like, oh, am I next? Like am I said, I Danny. Unfortunately for the minimum of four women today, yes, you are. You are next. And tomorrow there'll be another four, and there'll be another four tomorrow, and the day after that. And then, and the I mean, payday weekend, that. it'll go up a little bit yeah. because we're drinking and we're partying. Yes. And December, it'll go up even more. Yes. But it's just a statistic. It's just a number. Well, I hope 
that this conversation has started some sort of conversation with people who hear it. Yeah. And I hope that perhaps a man that listens to this doesn't tune out and he realizes that he has the power to make a positive difference as well. And I think what this needs is not another meeting to have another meeting Mm -hmm. to fix a meeting. What needs to happen right now is if you are part of a WhatsApp group that is derogatory and sending really horrible things, if it's naked pictures, if it's sexual, if if it is objectifying a woman in any way, you either excuse yourself from that group or you tell your lovely friends that they are effing idiots and then excuse yourself from that yeah. group. And I think today, whatever side of the fence you're on or whatever, whether you're a man or woman or gay or Puerto Rican, it doesn't matter, get involved yeah. and start start thinking about what you are doing and how that has consequences. And hopefully that can start to create some sort of change within your own circle, within your son's within the people that look up to you. Maybe you can help uh, the people around you to be better men so that our woman can feel safer. And eventually we won't have to have these conversations because it won't be a normality. On top of that, I do hope that our president does something. That's my hope, is that he does something and it's something great and it's something that we can look at him like the Prime Minister of New Zealand and go, you did it. It was what we needed and you did it. I doubt it, but I'm also the good things guy, so I have to be (laughs) hopeful. There has to be that little bit of optimism there. Um, I will be switching the site back on, and we will be focusing on good news and trying to find it. I really want to thank you for opening up on the show. I nearly cried 14 times, which doesn't matter. It was me just being very emotional for you and trying to put myself in your shoes. I am disgusted in the stats, and I'm disgusted in South Africa, and I can only hope that we get better from you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you.